Well, you know when you hear this song about making Aliyah today, it can mean one and only one thing here at JM and the AM. Rabbi Fass is with us live via telephone. A little bit of behind the scenes. Rabbi Fass uh, has the most insane schedule this week and specifically today and is not even able to fit us in. And uh, I called him and uh, simply said to him that I need some personal chizuk on this Erev Shabbos Parsha Shlach, even if he can't join us. And he was able, thank goodness, to find a couple of minutes to join us this morning at JMDM. Rabbi Yehoshua Josh Fass, co-founder and the uh, director, the head, the president, uh, the man in charge of Nefesh Benefesh. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Good morning to you and to all your listeners. Hope you enjoyed New York. Hope you enjoyed the parade. Hope you got back to Israel uh, with, uh, with no problem. And uh, I hope you were somewhat inspired by some people on this side of the world who still want to celebrate Israel. I was very inspired. Uh, this year, I think the crowd was larger than the past bunch of years, and just to see some of the schools come out in force was extremely emotional for me. I met a couple of the, president, uh, the principals at the end of the, of the parade line, and I asked a couple of them how many, and it was like all of them, a few hundred, a thousand kids. It was just remarkable that uh, every kid will come out and show their solidarity and show their love and show a passionate connection. And it shows that there is a future <laughs> to, our, to our love and to our longing for our homeland, and it was definitely heartwarming. Yeah, you and your organization have proven that there's a future, and you and your organization have proven that the future in the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. Rabbi Fass is with us. I'll, I'll do my quick message, and then I'll ask you for your quick message on this Arab Shabbos Parsha Shlach. We know that the, well, those of you who are not familiar, Parsha Shlach, of course, the episode of the spies. I emphasize that 16% of the spies went ahead and made God happy with the way they spoke about Israel, uh, while over uh, 80% of them, the greatest leaders of that generation, remember, while over 80% of them uh, went ahead and disappointed God. And the, sometimes the majority of leadership does that. I am a confident, Rabbi Fass, I am confident that 16% of leadership on this side of the world, rabbis, principals that you mentioned, etc., are likely on the same path as Kalev and Yehoshua, at least 16%, which is all a very good sign. Hey, if we could be at or higher than the percent of what was going on in the Bible, I think that's a big victory. Uh, but of course, the majority of them, a disappointment, something to always keep in mind. And now I turn to you, as we're about to read this Parsha Shlach, what are your thoughts on this Friday Erev Shabbos? I, I agree with you. I think definitely we have more than uh, 16 or 17 or 20, 25 percent of our leadership that uh, understands um, where our nation belongs and the faith and the faith of the Jewish people is in our homeland in Israel. And I think they're, they're trying to cut through all the negativity and sometimes God forbid toxicity, to share that inspiration and share that longing 
and passion to their congregants or followers or students. So there's tremendous hope and there's tremendous movement, and we see it. We also see an incredible new wave of connectivity of our young adults. Uh, a lot of students after they graduate from college are interested in making Aliyah. And the remarkable thing is, is that it's coming from communities that are not in the Orthodox world, and that fascinates me. Um, kids who were on campus who were fighting anti-Israel sentiments and BDS, mm-hmm. and, they, and now they graduate and they, they, they want an outlet for all of that all of that advocacy and all of that connection, and they look to Israel to continue that path of connection, and I find that fascinating, because their lives in Israel take on a completely different trajectory than what it would be in the United States. No uh, question. There's, there's always a pasuk, uh, the critical pasuk, the critical verse in, in Parsha Shlach is when Kalev and Yehoshua come back. And, and Kalev makes all these statements. And I just saw two different interesting nuances within the Pasuk that I, that I never saw before that are like, uh, that let's discuss for a second. One of them is just the language. It says, that Kalev quieted the nation, El Moshe, in front of Moshe. Vayomer, you know, and the famous Pasuk, the continuation of Alona Alevi Rashno Takiachonu we can surely ascend, we can surely conquer the land, we can do it. It's positive reinforcement. But the two, two nuances that, that I think are, are so insightful is, number one, why does it say, el Moshe? Why does he silence the people in front of, in front of or towards Moshe? And Rasadikon says something really beautiful, that, that Kalev was just incredulous that this was happening that the Jewish people had this opportunity of, of a millennial, millennium and, and, and this opportunity of a fulfillment of prophecy. And he quiets them down because he's waiting for Moshe to respond. He's waiting for, for, for Moshe to, to at least echo the sentiments of Yoshua and Kalev, and, and coming back as a singular voice, and coming back where there's a vacuum of support, and he's just looking desperately for some kind of echoing or some kind of redundant statement, some kind of support for his position. And uh, I can definitely relate a little bit <laughs> to that nuance of that, of just desperately looking for that other voice of saying, come on, guys, let's, let's get on the plane. Let's, let's make it work. And the next nuance that I just saw this morning when reviewing the Parsha, is the Kliyakar, you know, the oh, yeah. you know, and the Kliyakar points out a, a beautiful insight. He says, why does it double, double the language of Alona Allah, of ascend and ascend? And he says something very, very simple, but it's so profound. He says, The only way you can actually ascend and have a successful aliyah is actually if you try it. <laughs> Sometimes we, we, we allow our fears and we allow the negative outcomes or the risk to, to somehow to, to, to block and to hinder or to create these obstacles for us even trying. And, and, and the only way that you can allow is actually if you try, not alert. Just try it. It might not work. But try it. That's the, oh, you, you can't have a successful aliyah if you don't even try it. 
And it always it always boggles the mind that today a successful Aliyah rate is over ninety percent. Mm. We've helped over I've seen fifty seven thousand Olim make Aliyah since since the founding of Nefesh. And we know that over ninety percent of them stay. We're in touch with them, we have we're in connection with, with the government of Israel, we know who flies back, we know who stays. And if you look at you know, marital rates in America and divorce rates. We no one says, you know what, I'm not gonna to try to get married because, you know, the risk is a small chance that it might not work out. Who does that? Who does that? If you're passionate about fulfilling your own personal dream, you try it. You try it. And and the Kliyakar's insight is so profound. You won't have a, you don't have a chance of anything successful if you don't just simply try it. And worst comes to worst, it doesn't work out. I think the greatest gift my parents gave, myself and my siblings, is that we tried Aliyah. And you know what? It failed. We were in Israel when I was in fifth grade for 13, 14 months, and it failed. And we all went back. And it, was, and it wasn't a happy year for us. <laughs> it was a confluence of a lot of different obstacles, and we weren't pleased by that Aliyah attempt. But fast forward to today, my parents are back in Israel. My my siblings all live in Israel, and and all the grandchildren and great grandchildren live in Israel. So we tried. It didn't work out. The timing wasn't good. We went back to America, and years later, we all tried again, and we're all succeeding at it. So you cannot, you can't have a successful attempt at anything if you don't attempt it. So, and I think the Kliyakar's word about Lona Aleh is not just for. Israel-bound individuals. It's for anything that's important in our lives. Sometimes the, the power of inertia is so strong, the f- power of fear is so debilitating that we, we, we hunker down in our seats and don't move. And if something is important to us, even if there is a risk of failure, we have to try. Just try. I asked you for chizuk. You have uh, strengthened me personally, and I know you've strengthened the people who are tuned in right now. Unbelievable. Rabbi Yoshua Fass on this Erev Shabbos Parsha Shlach, which is our tradition. Next month, we'll have an opportunity to talk more about Aliyah because uh, that's when the first uh, 2018 charter flight will take place. And Rabbi Fass, you remind me of my friend Rabbi Grumberg, who would always say to me years ago, Always have a plan. Even if you're not heading there yet, always have the current plan that if things work out, this is what we're going to do. And if it doesn't work out, you rework the plan. And that's uh, very sure. similar to the words you're saying with Alonala. Kalakavod to you. Thank you so much for taking the time and for inspiring us. And we will be in touch. And let us all on this part. Anytime part- for you, my dear friend. I appreciate that. And let us all on this Shabbat Parsha Shlach remember the good of Eretz Yisrael. Tadaraba. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. There he is. Rabbi Yoshua Fass. Amazing.